everyone, and welcome to the Come Along Pond podcast, the only Doctor Who podcast in existence. <laughs> yes, I didn't know, Did you not know that? That's, that's a fact. There's literally none. You search yeah. on Spotify, we are the only ones. We're the only Doctor Who podcast. Don't, don't check that. Uh, so we're, we're not going to mess around. We're just going to get straight into news, right? Because we have news, kind of. News, news, kind of. News, we're going straight to Satellite 5 for some news. Satellite 5. We are the news. We have news. First of all, being the most important bit of news, our bestie Colin Baker. It's his birthday. It's his birthday. I'm it's so, his birthday. I'm, I'm so excited. I want to get him I a just, cake. I want to get him a cake. I want to give him a hug. I want to tell him how much I love him, even though I've not watched a single episode of his series. Literally, clips, not a single episode. But that will happen later on in the podcast. So, and obviously, subscribe. And it's the magnetism of Colin Baker. You don't even have to like his stories or like his doctor to not find him just a lovely, charming man. Cataracts, guys. Cataracts is a thing. <laughs> Cataracts. Anyway, so, next bit of news on the Agenda Rooney is Doctor Who filming has continued... A bit more in secret now, a little bit more. Mm. The, the, the blurry images are really blurry. They're blurring, the camera's not cameraing, all of that nonsense. However, we've seen Catherine Tate, we've seen David Tennant a little bit, from my understanding, and Catherine Tate telling fans to go home after a late night of watching the Doctor Who filming, which to that I would say, mind your business, Catherine. Mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot, who did we see? During the filming, what was there? Because you can explain this better than I can. Are you, are you talking about favourite beloved fan character, Beep the Meep? I am indeed. I love saying Beep the Meep. It just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Beep not... the Meep. Okay, I want to hear David Tennant say Beep the Meep. What in the in the Tenth Doctor voice or just his Scottish accent? And she's not in both. I was thinking Tenth Doctor because it's reminding me of great big threatening button. Um... Oh, the way he says button is like a. Button. So yes, uh, there has there is a grainy. I think it's a video of a of a bizarre small uh, white rabbit looking creature, um, who according to the internet is something called Beep the Meep. I shamefully, and you can rescind my Doctor Who credentials here, have never heard of Beep the Meep <laughs> uh, because I have not read any Doctor Who comic books, especially yeah. ones from. I, I I I think they might be from the Wilderness years. I haven't. I don't know. I've not. I checked. don't know. I, I think they're. Posts of Wes McCoy pre-reboot comic books. Um, yeah, just like a really odd-looking kind of rat-stroke-bat kind of rabbit thing. I have no idea what it does. I have no idea if it's a villain. I've got absolutely no idea. And there have also been these tall, almost like cockroachy-looking guys. Practical costumes, which is very nice. Uh, and they have they are in a comic with Beep the Meep. <laughs> Every time I say Beep the Meep, it kills me. It kills me. Um, it kills you. And I want to be really boring and quickly touch on a fan, a fan theory. Yes, please do. And I can't attribute this to anybody, so I apologise. But if you're listening and you're part of Doctor Who Twitter and you go, that was my tweet, then congratulations, it was a good tweet. And you're not going to get any shout-outs, so get over yourself. No, shout yourself out. Quote Send tweet. an email. Yeah quote, yeah, quote tweet the feed. They'd just be like, hey, I've mentioned in this. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it was basically someone suggesting that 
the 60th anniversary or this ver- this portion of the 60th anniversary, whatever it is they're filming at the moment, um, could be a, a sort of meta commentary on fan desires for an anniversary episode. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting because you've got your favourite... Not my favourite, but you've got your favourite Doctor back, right? Culturally, the favourite Doctor. Yeah, yeah. His best companion, and that is a yes. fact. And that's a fact. You've got Bernard Cribbins. Who hero, is that bitch? Hero, icon, moment, Bernard Cribbins. Yes. And, you know, I mean, you've got Russell T. Davis. I know Russell T. Davis is helping the show, but you've got you know, a previous writer as well. And I feel like... Yeah. It, I don't know. I don't think we're scraping the barrel enough of returning Doctor Who villains to have to use Beep the Meep. Yeah. And, like, it's <laughs> called Beep the Meep. Like, fuck's sake. It must be. And if it, you know, if it's not and they're just going full camp and, yeah, who cares, Beep the Meep's the villain, fine, I am fine with that. But I like the idea of a sort of faux 60th anniversary yeah. Or a faux portion of a 60th anniversary that is a meta-commentary on fan attitude and expectations for a 60th anniversary. I would actually... Do you know what? Yes. Uh, I think that theory is the most, like, credible one that I've heard, to be honest with you. Because this whole multiverse... Obviously, using the term multiverse has become a bit of a buzzword in the last, like, year or two. Yeah. You know, with the release of, you know, um, No Way Home, Spider-Man No Way Home... Everything, everywhere, all at once. You know, multiverse of madness. But yeah, so beep the meep. Fun times. Uh, can't wait to see what happens. All I'm going to say is, like I've said before, the fact that Catherine Tate and David Tennant are getting involved in any way, anyway, in any way, anyway, in involved anyway, all at once. A eh? um, the fact they're getting involved in any way, shape, or form is just. I'm there. I'm. I, I'm yeah. sat. I'm sat. So, with the news over and done with, thank God, because I don't know where we were going with that, let's talk about episode four of series one, Aliens of London. I'm the Doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. If you are an alien, how come you sound like you're from the North? Lots of planets have a North. Is that a tribal physical waveform macrokinetic extrapolator? Couldn't put it better myself. Oh, you can smell the testosterone. Go to your room! She's an egg. She's an egg. Better to die than live like you, a bitchy trampoline. Fantastic. Fantastic. Fantastic! Absolutely fantastic. Off we go into time and space! So as Damla said up top, we are talking about series four of episode one of Doctor Who, Aliens of London. It was broadcast on the 16th of April 2005, directed once again by Keith Boak and written, of course, by Russell T. Davis. My my best friend. Our soon-to-be co-host, Russell T. Davis. Do you know what, guys, he's doing in the podcast? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know, but he doesn't he's know. coming. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you um, want to get him out of the cupboard or shall I? <laughs> I... Uh, I was, I was going to do a little joke about Aliens of London because I've had one for all of them and I've kind of lost my nerve a little. It requires some kind of... Because it requires some kind of... I'm not going to, I'm not going to sing, but I want it... I, you know, it just makes me think of Werewolves of London. I'm not going to sing Werewolves of London. No, please don't. No. But don't do that. I haven't got anything else as a joke for it, really. But I don't want to... One of our three listeners won't appreciate that. Yeah, but, you know, I don't want to lose my, like... It's my catchphrase is having a pun about the episode and... I don't want to lose okay, it. Insert pun here. Go for it, pal. 
I don't, yeah, I'm not. But that's what I'm saying. I don't. Well, exactly. <laughs> this is, so, this is the thrust of the, thrust of the conversation is that I don't have one. Well, I do, but I'm not singing it. Terrible. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and so, of course, the segment on the show that we always like to do is what do we think the episode is about? I know what IMDb thinks the episode is about. I know what Google thinks the episode is about. But I want to know what... I and you, Damla, there, now, opposite me, what you think the episode is about that you watched last night, Doctor Who. Doctor Who, Ellen's of London. <laughs> what is it about? I think it's an episode about body positivity, you know? Hmm. It's giving... It's giving body acceptance. It's giving the importance of bodily functions in terms of... Never, always let it, do you know what? Do you know what the message is? No, no, no. Do you know what the message of this episode is? I'm going to tell you what it is. Oh, yeah, I'm curious. Better out than in. This this episode co-written by Austin Powers. I mean... No, hang on. Shrek. Wrong Mike Shrek. Myers property. <laughs> Shrek is better out than in. I was think I was conflating Shrek and Fat Bastard in my head. I'm so sorry. It's okay, don't worry. We've all been there. Um, I would say the episode... Broadly, is about how uh, you, you know what cottage hospitals are fundamentally ignored in the British political system. If you understand that, then you watch the episode. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that yeah. the goddamn truth? I don't. Yeah, there's not much more to say about that. Harriet Jones, MP for Flydale North, knows that the most important thing to happen is the continuation of cottage hospitals. Her mum's in a hospice. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and do you know what? I can't wait to talk about Harriet later on because i have thoughts so the way this episode opens fully come and fight me all of you come and fight me i'm ready i've got i'm I'm ready and waiting these hands are ready best episode opener fight me oh yeah i mean i like even from the like even from the previously that happens i know it doesn't say previously on doctor who but you you get a little bit of (laughs) what's happened in rose uh just makes this like the, the the first three episodes and then this one and the next one. So the first five episodes mm. are almost a, it's it's almost a five parter. No, it really is, and I just love how it's all kind of like almost interconnected. Yeah, like really, like, really and truly. Like if you take an episode out of this, it would kind of almost not make sense. Maybe End of the World is the exception to that, but you see, I think I don't, I don't know more. I was going to say more Unquiet Dead, only because they sort of don't really. There's no reference to them ever visiting Victoria. Oh, actually, actually, that's really true. Yeah. That's really true. No, you're so right. You know what? You're so right. Yeah. It yeah. makes me wonder if there was maybe a change in the block of order of episodes at some point. Um, I think so. Yeah, because Rose is constantly like, "Oh, we went to the year five billion, and the year five billion, and I saw the end of the world, and the year five billion, but you're she never so says. Right. She never says. What about those ghosts that almost killed guys, me, Charles Dickens? Guys, I obviously just haven't been watching Doctor Who. <laughs> What I said was totally irrelevant. But so, so sorry. But yeah, like you say, it's like a five-parter. But what I think makes this the best episode opener is that goddamn plot twist. I'm sorry. Incredible. Fantastic. Inspired. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. And like, it's... every time, every time Jackie walks out of that kitchen and looks yeah. at Rose... Oh, Camille. Camille! Camille! It... It's... I don't want to say genius, but it's genius. No, but it's That's totally such genius. a genius idea. Just, just say it because it is what it is. It's genius, and it's why we love Russell T Davis. And it's why we right? just absolutely are always up his asshole every episode. 
Yeah, but like rightfully so, because you can you can think about his right. You can think about what you think about his writing on a, no, like a, a smaller scale level. But that idea of, yeah, she's been missing for a year. Exactly. It's an incredible idea. It's set up as like a. Oh, I'm just going to pop and see my mum. Whatever. Cool. Because she's and been staying like a, at Shireen's. Shireen, my girl. Again, my girl. I'm keeping a. I'm going to keep a tally every time Shireen is mentioned and. No, you actually should, because yes. it's actually really important. Yeah, she was staying at Shireen's all night. And I kind of almost love her. So it's almost setting up, almost like a horror film, for a second. Because mm. it's the way it's like, you know, the Doctor's waiting, and then he kind of sees that paper flapping on the wall. That that shot, uh, I, don't know, I, don't know the, I don't know the musical term for what happens with the score, but you have the, the score stops being whimsical and takes that kind of horror movie, you know, like it, it sort of goes in a, in a sort of minor key, yeah, major key, like you know. It. And then as the camera kind of does like a a slider sort of, you know, it like kind of moves and you see the flap of paper and you see the doctor notice it. And it's so, oh, it sends shivers down my spine. Credit where credit's due. The um, people on the um, in the art department who created that little bit of paper like that photo they used of Billy Piper, everything it looks so real. Like you, yeah. you know, in like a lot of like TV and film, you get stuff like that. Where it's like it's so fake looking. Oh my god! Yeah, like they've they've had to grab a production still. Yeah, it, uh, um, I mean they do that a lot in this show, which I will talk about when it's relevant. <laughs> AKA the day of the Doctor. Let's not go there. Yeah, um, it's... oh my god, I hate when pe- I, I actually really hate when film and TV does that so much. I just it's like it's how like a... lazy are you? Well, let's think it's like a, the, the the entire the entire reboot of Twin Peaks is great and everybody loves it, but there's an episode where the police are looking at like their file photo photo of uh, Agent Cooper, and yeah. it's just a press shot of Carl McLaughlin sitting oh. sitting in like the red room inside Silly. the bike lodge, and that's not something that the police would ever be able to have gotten a hold of. And it's just like yeah. it's as soon as you look at it, you just go, "Oh, that's a press shot." It's stupid, but yeah, yeah. they. Get a photo, obviously, of Billy Piper when she was younger. And, yeah, it looks really good. But, yeah, I just... I also love that, like, so nine of him, like, coming in and being like, we've not been gone 12 hours, we've gone 12 months. Sorry. 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 (laughs) Oops. Little oops. And then Jackie coming... This is the thing. When I was younger, Mm. I thought that probably me being young and being a child and being in that kind of perspective of Rose... Being like, oh my god, Jackie's just overreacting. Absolutely not. Absolutely no. not. That woman did not stutter. If anything, she underreacts. Yeah. If and anything, not, you know, I, I don't, I don't have an issue with it. But yeah, like if anything, so you know, she is almost immediately too kind of like, oh, good, Rose is back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so uh, I don't also, have a personal problem with that, but. Also, I do think, though, to that kind of continuing from that, I do think like her initial reaction, that that relief of being like, oh, my God, Rose is home, and then going to the anger, that's how my mum would react. Yeah. I know that for a fact. Like, my mum would be, like, crying and being like, I love you so much, and then within 10 minutes slapping me up, going, where the flipping hell were you? Are you stupid? (laughs) Where have you been, bitch? Where have you been? Well, she does slap nine. And I actually want to talk about this, because... Me and you have talked about this for, like, years. You know, like, Into the Dalek, we've spoken about that specific slap that Clara does on 12, right? Mm, yeah. And how within the show, when, like, River slaps the Doctor and all that kind of thing, I hate stuff like that. Like, 
I think, you know, you have to look at the double standard. If a man slapped a woman, you would gasp and be like, what the fuck, he's an abuser. But then as soon as a woman does it to a man, it's okay. However, bearing all of this in mind, this slap specifically I will allow, and only this slap, because you have to think about it in this way. She probably thinks that he's like this weird pedo guy who's like kidnapped her daughter and brainwashed her into this... Because, you know, this does happen. This does happen. And... If that was my daughter and this guy has come in really trying to claim that nothing happened, because in that moment you wouldn't believe that, like, it's all innocent. No way. Because the age gap is so significant. Yeah. Um, I would have slapped him up. I would have done worse than slap him up. I would have stood on his head. And you do get the the amazing, you know, swanning in here pretending you're a doctor. I am a doctor. Really stitch this, mate. Slap. Like. Kapow. That's how you know Jackie's, Jackie's real. She's from the streets. She is from the streets. Yeah. And no one messes with Jackie. No one does. You wouldn't dare. But, but yeah, like, with, with Russell, I think it's, it's a lot more, like you said, that's kind of... Um, Moffat has a tendency for sort of violence and uh, weird sort of, like, sexual things to be played off as jokes. Uh, yeah. 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 Moffat really I mean, likes that kind of stuff. Oh, oh, Moffat eats it for breakfast. Lunch yeah. and dinner. Yeah. That man has a sex dungeon, by the by. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then one thing, though, like we're talking about like how, you know, I think Jackie's reaction was completely appropriate. I, I do. I mean, I don't know about you. Do you think the slap was okay in that moment? Because I think it was justified. Yeah, I, mean, I think if you're, if you're angry, you know, my, my, obviously my general thesis on life would be to never physically hit anybody. But if you're yeah, angry... Yeah and upset and frustrated and this guy is not giving sort of proportional emotional responses and you think that he's lying and you think he's probably been doing stuff with your daughter that you don't approve of and she's not answering you straight you must be feeling a lot of anger and yeah yeah, you know slap him it's fine exactly it's also also just a slap as well it's not like she punches him like it's a yeah it's a smack it's a it's an absolute blinder of a smack but it's a smack nonetheless yeah um but yeah i also think another really quick thing about this scene specifically is i feel like in later versions of doctor who if there was a younger companion which obviously there wasn't there's more like 20 something and up but if there was i feel like this would just be kind of brushed over really quickly and like dealt with but like this is like no she's called the police the police have come around this is serious like they're really taking this seriously and I, i appreciated that i think that was a good like realistic thing because you would call the police but yeah. in saying that, one thing that confused me, and I, it always has, it always has, is obviously straight after this scene, the Doctor and Rose go and sit on that little bridge thing and just have a chat about whatever. How did Jackie let her leave the house again? That's what I'm confused about. <laughs> they uh, they they sit on the uh, on the roof, right of the of the flat. Yeah. Um, yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, in the in the bad sitcom blue screen. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like an episode of Bottom. Yes, um, absolutely. Which, there is an episode of Bottom when they get stuck on the roof and it looks about the same production Probably, wise. yeah. Um, yeah, like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, because where's her headspace at that point? Yeah, she probably... Uh, yeah. But then Rose is quite independent, though, so she probably just... The scene that we don't get to see is her probably storming up there. Yeah, I, I think... 
I think though, again, in a real life, I, I love how I complimented it, and now I'm not compliment. I'm doing the opposite. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, wouldn't the doctor just be taken down to the police station straight away? Yeah, I guess that they sort of. I mean, they did that with Mickey, but, didn't they? But then what? I guess it's sort of like you almost are meant to believe that they have an answer for everything. It's just not the real answer. Yeah. Because the doctor sort of says that he employed her as his companion. And I guess that, I don't know, like stuff that we don't see, but I guess, you know, he's got psychic paper and things. It's probably quite easy to fool the police into believing that, you know, they could have just eloped for like a year. Um, Because, of course, the police officer asks if it's a sexual relationship when he says companion. And they're like... No, no, God no. So I um, feel like they kind of buy into that lie that they're probably just a couple who eloped for a year, and there's a real crime in doing that. I do think so. I'm going to move on from this, but I just it's important kind of thing. I do think twelve uh, having her be disappeared like disappearing for a year was a bit extreme. I think they could have done a, like a couple of months mm. because it's serious, but it's not. Because I think a year is serious. Like, a year is like we're moving on from this a bit too quickly. What's happening here? Well, isn't a, a year is a year is like if someone's missing for a year, surely that falls within the time frame of just being presumed dead at that point. Exactly. So I think it should have been like two months mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, I guess. I guess it's just so you get the pleasant wordplay of it's not 12 hours it's 12 months yeah it is pleasant wordplay but i do you know do, i don't know yeah that's what i think no anyway. no I, I think it probably is a bit extreme um yeah for the kind of reactions that they get it's probably sort of a bit you know it could have been yeah three months but i guess it's also to illustrate the sort of sense of loss of time that happens in the tardis and everything you know they've only been on two adventures but yeah. like you can lose 12 years out of your normal life I get it. But then it's also, like... The reason I'm, like, really dwelling on this is because I just love how grounded this episode feels to, like, Rose's reality, like, you know, home life and all of that. Like, obviously, uh, straight after that, the... The, um... The, what's the... The spaceship! <laughs> okay, <laughs> that okay. thing! Before... Before the spaceship, though... Mm. And I hate, I hate, I hate cutting you off and saying we're not going to talk about that yet. No, but cut me off, it's always only cut me off. It's only because I want to hear your opinion... Yes, yes, yes. In the, the weird swathe of problematic things that happens in this episode, mm. uh, Rose does call the Doctor gay as an insult. Oh, yeah, okay, so... And it, it always sticks out to me like a sore thumb. Yeah. I... Right. I'm aware that we quote Mr. Tardis about three times per episode. Like, literally, at this point, we're called the... We're the Mr. Tardis podcast. Like, I don't know what else <laughs> to say. But he just... He has the most amazing, like, essay videos and... He just he creates actual meaningful discussion. So in the show notes, we're gonna link a video, the one I'm about to mention. It's a video about if the two parter in series three, um, you know, Family of Blood, the Family of Blood two parter, if that episode is racist or not. And in that video where he talks about that, he talks about how, you know, things within the show and are very telling of the time. So, like, so the, the whole argument, which we'll probably talk about more when we talk about series three, about like, is Nurse Redfern a racist? Is she mm. considered an actual piece of shit? And his argument is kind of going along the lines of like, well, for the time of First World War, like 1930-1914, the way people acted towards people of colour was horrific, and that was the norm, mm. right? And that whole kind of discussion. And then it's like her saying, oh, that's so gay, or you're so gay. I, problematic, but I used to say that when I was younger. That was just the thing that people said. 
Yes, it was just an insult. It was um, it was just an insult that people would say. Obviously, don't say it now. Obviously not. But it was just a thing that people would say. Like, oh, that's so gay. What are you doing? It's just unfortunate. It does stick out, though. It really does yeah. stick out. Just because Rose never seems particularly malicious, or no, and then it just seems so unfortunate and malicious, and kind of weird that's written by Ross T. Davis. Yeah, that that's that's always felt a bit weird to me. But I, I implore everyone to go and watch the video in the show notes that we're going to link for Mr. Tardis because it does talk about some really interesting topics like that within Who, especially and, in you know, New if, Who. If an attitude is ingrained socially, then sort of being complicit in your own oppression is not necessarily sort of, you know, it's not something that's easy to come to terms with. But yeah, so, yeah, so the spaceship comes in mm-hmm. and um, the kind of, uh, also that whole behind the scenes of the spaceship, if anyone's ever watched Doctor Who Confidential, fascinating. It's really interesting how the VFX were done back then, how they actually had to build a mini Big Ben, which I've seen in person, by the way. And it looks... A hundred times better than... Yeah. Like, that's a great effect. It's a great effect. Sorry, I know it has CGI touch-ups. Yeah. But it looks really good. I think think it still looks great to this day. And I actually, when I say I saw it in person, it wasn't at the Doctor Who experience the first time, like most people have. It was at the Doctor Who exhibition um, at Earl's Court in, like, 2008, if anyone's been to that. Let no. me know, because, well, you had to be there. It was a moment. It was Sorry. a moment. It's almost like a, it's almost though like a bizarre sort of, uh, like a weird sort of tale of two childhoods where we were talking, we were talking last time about psychic paper, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I had the toy. It's like, I got bought all the cool toys and the materialistic things that I wanted as a kid, but I never did anything meaningful about the show because no one else in my family could fucking stand it. Um, whereas you yeah. never had all the you never had all the never all, all the toys that you wanted but you got to go and do all the cool things and i feel like now as an adult i'd much rather appreciate having the experience of going and seeing those props and costumes in person than i would from a sonic screwdriver that i've chucked in the bin that's fair it was it was very very cool i can't lie like there was a slitheen there mm. and i have a photo you guys might be able to see me doing it but i'm posing in i don't know what this is like an attack if I can find the photo, I will put it on the Instagram page. So follow wow. us on Instagram. It's a big commitment. Yes. Yeah. It's worth your time, trust me. But if it's not <laughs> on there, then just follow us anyway, because why not? Yeah, something good or equally as better will be on there. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the spaceship comes in, and the whole thing about it being grounded in Rose's reality on Earth, which is always my favourite episodes, is when... That Nine is, like, trying to see what's going on. And Rose is like, well, we could just watch it on TV. Yeah, just do what everybody else does. And then the cut to Nine watching the telly in frustration because everyone's talking. Because what happens is when you do live in, like, a block of flats, slash in a little community, everyone comes and just watches telly together. Well, everyone used to, anyway. Yeah. yeah Which I kind I mean, of miss. Yeah, because one, you know, there might have only been... It was still at that time, you know, like, the sizes and sort of TV they've got, not particularly cheap, and, you know, like, they might be the only one with a decent signal and they've got the best TV and you can't just go and watch it on your laptop or your phone, you know? So, yeah, yeah, Jackie might be the only person on that sort of floor of the block of flats who has a working TV. Exactly. And then this also has our very first, I think our very first clip of... My one of my favourite cameo people, not cameo, but like she's a reoccurring character within New Who, the American news lady. She's so comforting. 
I love her so much. Like, I believe it. I fully believe it. Like, if you told me she was on, like, a bit on, like, a not BBC, an American news channel, I would totally believe it. She was, like, a real person. They just got yeah. on the show. She's, like, an NBC broadcaster, yeah. I love her, and I want her yeah. back for the 60th. That's what I, that's... A, yeah. Go on. No, go on. No, no, yeah. Like, yeah, I, no, I agree. I'd like her back for, sort of, just do random news segments. It won't feel like, like the era without her. Yeah, like my favorite, one of my favorite things that I always remember is in part two of this episode, or the story, is when she's like, "They're releasing the codes." <laughs> she's iconic. She's great. Like I assume I, I I don't even know if she's actually American because the accent's so heightened as well. Yeah, I feel like she is though. I do. Yeah, she probably is. I'm gonna look it up right now. She probably is, but like you know, there's something so amazing about the way where she's just like, just like a spaceship has crashed in the London Thames. It's so like you know, it's so like it's over so the top. Much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of TV stuff, one of my favorite favorite things is when they're going through the news channels, not news channels, just like the channels on the telly, and Blue Peter. Bloody uh, Blue Peter. We, uh, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know how I feel about Blue Peter, and I was here for it. I, that, although that spaceship cake looks terrible, it looks so delicious. What are you talking about? No, it looks like I would devour it, but it doesn't look like a spaceship. Oh no, it absolutely doesn't. But yeah. which is what every time I see it, I think they're doing a butterfly, and then and then Matt oh, Baker's like, "Oh, here's one I made earlier. It's a spaceship." I, love Matt Baker. I always go, mm. "I love that man." And then. One of my favourite things that happened shortly after that is obviously they've got the bodies coming out of the ship and they take it to like the I don't know where they take it like a, a hospital like a military hospital or something yeah. and who should be there but none other than Toshiko Tosh. Tosh. Is she playing Tosh? She's playing Tosh, yeah. She's playing Tosh, yeah. I can, I can never remember if it's the same actor and she just happens to be in it or if she's playing Tosh. That's what I thought uh, a few years ago and then I looked it up because obviously I'm a tortured, obsessed woman uh, and it is actually, they've written it in to be Toshiko, so. I love that Rusty Davis is setting up his own spin-off. Because already. it makes sense, yeah, because yeah. it made sense because she... You know, she was already in there, and that's then she found Torchwood. Um, yeah, because in, in, yeah. in this series alone, you do, you get Gwyneth, obviously, who then yeah. you know, is a, an ancestor of Gwen, and you get yeah. Tosh, and you get Captain Jack. Yeah, exactly. Oh, like, so good. I love Tosh. Sorry, just side note. I no, from the bits, of, from the bits of, of Torchwood I've seen, I like Tosh a lot. I can't wait for you to watch Torture for the first time so we can talk about it on this podcast because it's your react no, literally your reactions are gonna be the best thing about recording the episodes because <laughs> you are gonna have a blast, let me tell you. Yeah, I've I've seen sex gas monster and sexy cyber woman. Um, Absolutely. Man who murdered someone in the past. Is that the same episode? I don't know. Like, it, everything you've said is correct. I really love that. Like, it's not straight away like something that would be under there is like you know the Slovene. It's 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 the little piggy, but we, but we don't see it yet at that point. Yeah, you could probably make an educated guess if you wanted to because of the sheet on its nose and yeah stuff. But um, exactly. Yeah, I uh, I like again. It's sort of they do a lot of horror framing. I love this. it. So all of those shots are very cold and they're very yeah. dimly lit and mm -hmm. you know they lift back the sheet but you don't get to see what's under the sheet and they're like oh my god it's very exactly. uh, very horror movie probably a good time to mention that harriet jones is a character in this episode she is introduced for the first time and i want to have a little discussion about harriet because 
she divides people. She is a character. Divi- I feel like she divides the fandom a little bit. I don't know. Show, show me someone who dislikes Harriet Jones, and I'll show them Your Jackie fist. Tyler's slap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I, I guess she divides people in terms of not as a character. Maybe maybe that came out wrong. But like her actions in Christmas Invasion divide people. And I think a lot of people, not me. This is not me, but a lot of people get very sick of the Harriet Jones MP fly down north. Um, if right, okay. If you think that's annoying, then get out. I'm sorry, you don't enjoy having fun. You don't enjoy camp. You're homophobic. You're homophobic. Do you know yeah. what? Harriet Harriet Jones said gay rights. She said gay rights. <laughs> she. That's the thing. She because because <laughs> she could go either way, right? And that you could think, oh, she could be a sort of like. Tory loving homophobe, but I liked her. But actually, she's kind of your your sweet auntie who she really likes the gays. She doesn't understand them, but she, she likes them. But she loves them. And yeah. you know, she'll make you sort of rainbow cakes to take to your little pride events. And she's just she's very so sort of weird. wholesome. Yeah. And if she was in power today, she would a hundred percent be. I think she would definitely have go down like the Jeremy Corbyn kind of route. Yeah. Oh yeah. De- so our lovely sure. socialist nanny. Yeah. Yeah, because he's his socialist granddad and she's socialist nanny, Harriet Jones. Exactly. And yeah. I, mean, I... No, sorry. No, no, you please. Please. Okay, because actually this is not the sort of analysis you're expecting from a Doctor Who podcast, but it is the kind of analysis you're expecting from a bored socialist in their mid-20s. <laughs> um, yeah. I actually think politically Harriet Jones is right in the... Just because an alien has crash-landed in the middle of London, yes, it's important and should take precedent, but also there are ordinary people who are still starving and they need their issues taken care of. And, you know, if that happened like today, the government would focus on it. Uh, and, of course, rightfully so, you need to focus on it. But there would be people who their lives would keep ticking. They couldn't stop. They'd still need to go to food banks. They'd still be insecure about their income. Exactly. They still wouldn't be able to heat their homes. It would be important. And those people need to be thought about. But everybody would stop thinking about them because there's an alien in the middle of London. Exactly. No, I I think what it, what it shows me anyway, uh, Harriet as a character is like she she's the only one apart from the guy I forget the character's name, forgive me, but the one who's like getting annoyed by her all the time. I'd oh, say yeah. I'd say Harriet and the guy, forgive me, I don't know his name, the one who keeps mm. getting annoyed by her. They're the only two people who actually are doing their jobs and who actually give a crap. Yeah, definitely. If anything it shows how she genuinely gives a shit. I would would watch a sitcom with those two. Absolutely would. I'd watch a sitcom. I, I, I there should have been a Harriet Jones spin off. Sorry. Yeah, Torchwood, Class, Forget Sarah it. Jane Adventures. I want Harriet Forget Jones it. MP for Flydale North. I want to see her doing the damn thing. Sat in her constituency surgery trying to answer people's questions. No, I actually would watch it. Yeah, me too. Can can we fawn over another middle aged actress? Absolutely. Mm. Because I love Annette Badland as Margaret Blaine. I know that there's another story with her which makes me very excited, but she's such... I mean, I love Annette Badland anyway. She's great. I've not seen her do a bad performance, seriously. No, never. She's a national treasure. And just recently inside number nine. Oh, really? Yeah. I went to say just recently in inside number nine, then my brain froze. I just recently, she was inside number nine. Well, in this episode, she was. <laughs> she, uh, yeah. she was inside she, number she was, nine. Yeah. And, no, she uh, wasn't. Oh, no, she was inside number 10. Yeah. She's Damla. Damla, yeah. you live in the UK. What the fuck is wrong with you? Get I thought you were together. making a joke about her fucking Christopher Eccleston's doctor. 
Oh, that took a turn. That took a turn. <laughs> that's, that's genuinely what I thought your first insinuation Sorry, was, was. She was forgot, inside nine. Yeah. I forgot that 10 Downing Street is not nine Downing Street. It's 10. Even it's 11 would work, because that's where the Chancellor lives. But Yeah, damn it. Anyway, let's move on. I obviously don't know what country I live in. Um, the main Sardine, um, played by David Very, he, him and... What's the actress's name? Annette Badland. Yeah, they uh, they are fantastic in this. Like, they are so mm-hmm. fun. Like, they actually make me laugh a lot. Like, I think they're really funny. Yeah, like, especially because I, I don't know about... Uh, I don't know about David Very, but say, especially Annette Badland, like, everything I've seen her in since, she is doing comedy performances. So I, think, I assume that's where she's at home. So your opinion on the Slovene in general, like, I want to talk about that because they are a very common, reoccurring... Um, creature in Doctor Who, Sarah Jane Adventures. Sarah Jane Adventures especially. Mm. Damn. They really said Slitheen Central. Um, what do you think about them? I I really like the Slitheen mm-hmm. and the Rax Calicophalopatorians. <laughs> I, no, I, I really like them. I really like their design. I think they are sort of... Uh, they're almost the, the benchmark for... <laughs> Reboot Doctor Who being iconic because the Slitheen were incredibly iconic. Mm-hmm. Like at that time when you thought Doctor Who, you thought Slitheen. They were the main marketing thing. They yeah. were toys. You know, like they are and still an iconic monster. I feel like a lot of people know Slitheen. Yeah. Do I like the farting? Not on any level. Oh no, I, It's not. It's just not my sense of humor. Like I don't. I don't go. I don't. I don't hate it. Like, I don't... It doesn't happen. I don't go, you know, like, oh, this is terrible. But, like, it never... It never particularly makes me laugh. Um, everything else about this thing, uh, I love. Well, like I said at the start of the episode, I I think it, I think you know my opinion on this. Better out than in. As you say, you love farts. I am... Guys, my kind of comedy is silly comedy. Like, I really, I just love stupid comedy. Like, Miranda Hart is her kind of comedy. That kind of vibe is just... Any, someone will say doo-doo and I, I, I chuckle, like... Uh, to be fair, Miranda has a couple of good fart jokes. Um, exactly, she does. And, yeah. but, you know, I, I love the farting and the way it links into what happens in the two part, it's in the second part. Well, I, I like that there's a reason for it. Yeah, like you know, I, I it's fine. I, I that's that's really good that there is a reason for it. It's not just oh, just fart because it's wacky, and I like that they all kind of comment on it as well when they're like, oh, we need to sort out the gas compression. And he's like, oh no, I think it's it's quite fitting yeah. for humans. It's like, oh yeah, that's all right. But I actually my note that I wrote down about the farts, mm. I actually wrote one down, and I'd like to share it with the audience. I quote: "I do find farts funny." <laughs> I actually wrote that down because I know you would say something about it. And how you didn't like it. I, I, there's nothing nothing wrong with it. Look, I mean, but then, I don't know, it should tell you about my sense of humour, because I don't find the farting funny, but later on when they're all farting, uh, Annette Badland's character is Margaret Slothine goes, I'm shaking my booty, and that really made me laugh. That, so, that is funny. Is that in the second part or the first part? I can't remember. It is in this one, yeah. In this one, yeah. yeah. I hope so, anyway, because... I think in terms of, like, with the Slothine for me, if you're asking my opinion, this is my opinion, um, I'd say... I really love, and I'll touch it on it more in the episode where we talk about the second part, but I love that their their intentions aren't, like, a normal alien intention. Like, they're not like, we want to take over the world. They're like, Earth is going to make us loaded. 
we want to sell earth and i love i i, I love their motivation now their design eh, I, could, I could leave it the design when they're sort of because i love the design of the zip mm, on, on yeah. forehead and i love the light that comes out and the noise and everything. Natural design of the creature. I don't know. I find it hard to have almost an objective perspective on the uh, the design of the yeah. creature because I'm so they're so a matter of fact. I get it'd be like it'd be like trying to critique. And I'm not saying you can't. This sounds really mean now. Um, but it's almost <laughs> like for, for me anyway. It'd be like trying to have an objective opinion on the design of a Dalek. Yeah. Because they're just yeah they're the Daleks. Um, they are the Daleks, yeah. I would say so. The zip thing I will touch on again in the second part, but in the first part looks great, and I agree. Like it's the zzz, you know that's yeah. my sound effects. Feel free to use it. Um, <laughs> when they, zzz, um, that no, that's all really good, and I think that's really clever. And I love how tall and big they are. I think that's quite cool. Yeah, um, they have to like shunt themselves out of the skin. Yeah, yeah, and I like. I think their heads look cool. Mm. Um, their hands, I think, were weren't great designed, to be honest. Like it's probably because the... obviously, back, you know, they can't really move them properly. Mm. But I like the weird sort of. They've got the like odd bit of flesh that goes from like their wrist to their forearm. That's cool. That's it's just cool. Weird. They have a very cool silhouette, I have to say. Like, yeah. Des- I said. I mean, I said I don't really like their design, but I do think their silhouette is good. Mm. So I guess I'm contradicting myself, but what's new? Um, I okay, theory time or question something that no one else is ever going to ask. Mm. Oh, what would you do if the zip got caught? Oh, you know, right across your forehead. Ooh. Yeah, I don't want to think about it. That's making me feel really sick. I mean, some gentlemen can relate, um, but yeah, uh, just the thought of <laughs> you know, you know when you get a coat and you get a brand new coat yeah. and you put it on, then you try and take it off and it gets like that. Yeah, like oh. that. But it's your forehead skin. Just, 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 just. <laughs> well, your no. hair. But yeah. So in terms of creature design, speaking on that, I want to talk about the pig because I think that holds up really well. I genuinely, it's amazing. It's so good, and much like the hawks of. Mocks of God, I can't say it. Mocks of Balhoon, Mocks of Balhoon. How'd you say it? Mocks. I'm never gonna learn. Mocks of Balhoon. Max of Mocks of Balhoon. Max of Balhoon. His brother Max. That, that figure never sold in Woolworths. I'm telling you. I had the pig. I know you did, but no one ever bought it though because it was always there. I had the pig. Um, I tell you what was always there. Mocks of Balhoon and the pig. And, you know, uh, in the Idiot's Lantern, the old grandma without the face, that was always there. Okay, I never had her. There was always a Dalek, obviously. That goes without saying. But, like, the Autons were always there. Because, I mean, you could buy one Auton and you've got an Auton. You don't need more shop window dummies at, like, 10 99 each. Exactly. But, yeah, so that pig always reminds me of the figure because it was always in the shop. I, I until very, very recently, actually still had that. Oh really? Yeah, like I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure where it went. Like at my at my old house before I moved to this part of the country, I still definitely had it. It's something that I just sort of had knocking around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, I feel like most people have that if you have a Doctor Who figure collection. It's fun. It's very fun. Um, um, but yeah, the design is you- genuinely genuinely amazing. It just looks like a real pig. I think that bit. So I want to talk about like when the pig escapes. Mm. That always 
deeply upsets me. No, uh, yeah, because that unit guy just shoots it. Yeah. And it's very sad. It's, I think it's, it's really sad. It's sad anyway, because it's like a, a, you know, a, a condemnation of like humans and how shits we are anyway. But someone would definitely just shoot an alien. Yeah. But I don't know, it's, it's, it's Chris's amazing acting, the way he's just like, it was scared. Something that I want to talk about, which I have mixed feelings on. I have mixed feelings mm-hmm. about it. Don't know how I feel about it. That's why they're mixed feelings. The Doctor and Mickey kind of rivalry slash banter slash not kind of banter, it's kind of violent back and forth. Mm. I I think I like it only because I just like going, yeah, get fucked, Mickey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like, I, I, in watching these in order, I'm actually, yeah, like we discussed in episode one, realised actually how much I don't like him as a character. See, I like um, Mickey in series two a lot. Like, I really like Mickey. Yeah, I think the image in my head of Mickey is series two Mickey, and the problem is, in series one, Mickey is just like annoying, jealous, yeah. irritating. Yeah, I, for me, Mickey. In the two part of like the Cyberman two parter in series two, like that, oh, I love him. Yeah. I love him so much in that. It's because I find I find him too vindictive. Yeah, and too yeah. sort of not caring about Rose as a person. Like there's there's the bit in in this when he's like bullying her because he's like he's like oh he dumped you oh, he's left he's gone without you. I was like shut up you dick. But then also no I agree. But then also the whole discussion of like because he's obviously been. Accused of murder, bro. But I feel like his issue should lie with with Jackie. Yeah, yeah. Because we love Jackie, and I love that. I love that. It could have just ended with him being reported to the police, but she started spreading rumors around the estate and shoving things through his letterbox. I love that woman so much. It's true, but then also there is also that discussion of like you know maybe I'm looking too deep into it, but like there's always that kind of assumption with. I don't know how I feel about the assumption of it because your part, if someone's your partner, they automatically are the first line of like suspicion. You know what mm. I mean? I think it's just, like, born out of statistics, I think. Mickey, at this point, anyway, later on, I don't know about that, because he's quite cool later on, but, like, at Series 1, Mickey couldn't even swap mm. a fly. Like, so I don't really know how anyone thought he could yeah. be at all, you know, involved in that. Yeah. And, you know, there's that whole discussion of, like, how he, he Rose has treated him. And, yes, to an extent, she has kind of, you know, what's the word dragged him along what's that what's that phrase it's escaping me what's it strung him along that's it strung him along you know um yeah but also the thing is were they ever really boyfriend and girlfriend they were they label it as such but i feel like they weren't acting that way because if you truly love someone and you're that they're your partner you wouldn't just go off traveling and leave them yeah and again this is the rose tyler show um And we, I, we both, I think, completely empathise with her. And yeah, you get all yeah, that at the do. end of episode one. Where, you know, he he is terrible to her in episode one. Yes, he can't be there for her emotionally when he needs when she needs him to be. Yeah, you know, he'd rather watch the football than you know. And you get all that. You know, was I talking about me for a change? Sorry. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah, it's 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 perfectly summed up right right at the end of that episode where where she goes thanks. She says for what? Exactly. Yeah. Like I feel like she is completely done with him. Yeah. Yeah. I and think, rightfully so. Do you know what I think would have been interesting? This is just like... Tell me what you think. I think Mickey mm. should have been introduced as, like, the guy who always fancied Rose, but they were always, like, best friends. Because then that dynamic yeah. would make more sense, right? Like, don't you think? 
Yeah. I'm yeah. not questioning Russell. I would never do that, but I'm also kind of questioning Russell. <laughs> no, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. I thought that would be interesting. But... Yeah. Yeah, so they have that rivalry, and it all... I think the reason why I, I have mixed feelings on it is because I don't like jealousy in, in as an emotion anyway. I think very jealous people are inherently immature and annoying. Unless, um, of course, you're jealous of the high-quality recordings of this podcast. Then you should be, because, Jesus Christ, we are on fire! <laughs> we are on fire! <laughs> uh, um... No, I yeah, I hear what you're saying. It's not a particularly nice emotion. Because they're fighting over her. That's what they're doing. And I do, it's annoying. I do like the intentional calling him Ricky instead of Mickey, though. That is funny, yeah. Yeah. And then like, obviously they play with that later on, but yeah. Because Mickey's just trying to be like a, a bloke about it, and then he's yeah. just immediately been put down by the doctor. He's like, of course I'm in booth, Ricky. He's like, no, it's Mickey. I think I know my own name. Oh, you think you know your own name? I love it. That, yeah. that that is no, the only like bit of it that I like. Yeah, that's the yeah. only bit of it I like. But yeah, or, that whole thing. I don't thing. know. I quite like because I like it when the doctor shows off though. So like, I like when he's fixing underneath the thing and Ricky asks what he's doing, and he's like, yeah. he's like, he's like, oh, if I told you about the sort of complex internal mechanics of my very amazing and fabulous time ship, would you understand? It's like, no. It's like exactly. So shut up. I, I do quite like. I do like yeah. that he calls it like my fabulous, amazing time ship. It's great. I love it. I, I I will say one thing about Nine, and again, why he's one of my favourites, is because he just, he's a show-off, and he doesn't care. Like, he's one of those people that's like, he gets up in the morning, he looks in the mirror, and he goes, oh, I look so good, bye, and then walks out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Unless, of course, he's the ears. Unless, Unless it's the ears. Because everyone has that yeah. one thing they don't like about themselves, or whatever it may be. Mm. Um, yeah. But I, honestly, I feel like Nine is the definition of self-love. Like, oh, I'm, I'm that bitch. Oh, God. Yeah. I, everything I say is so useful. I look amazing. I sound amazing. Love me. And I love that. <laughs> I also, I, I don't know I don't know about you. Mm. I have a real... Because I love, I love her so much. Yeah. So I really, really, really hate Jackie for reporting the doctors to the police because I understand it yeah. from a character perspective it's so important but every time she picks up the phone I'm like oh you fucking rat yeah she's a little cop, rat cop loving Ugh. she's a little bit of a rat there can't lie can't lie but then love I also her, love how that the keywords buzz off in the yeah, thing really like cool. blue yeah. box TARDIS whatever um, mm. that was really cool uh, I love that they brought a unit into it yeah like it's perfectly kind of updating the doctor's legacy as you know like yeah he served served with unit for a long time and you know well yeah i mean from from patrick Troughton until sylvester mccoy you know there was you know pa- patrick Troughton had a couple of stories of unit the first three four seasons of john Pertwee's run is all about him working for unit which i can't wait when i, I start watching that that's like i can't wait for that because i think that's really cool yeah 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 lethbridge stewart is a great character um, i love brigadier love the brigadier. and then yeah and then yeah tom baker Sort of works like works with them at the start, and you know they always sort of revisit the brigadier and unit as yeah an idea and as characters, and that's really nice. It's, it's, it's cool. I like that reoccurring thing, and the way they brought them in made so much sense. Obviously, um, watch bat watch Battlefield because okay. uh, not just you specifically, but everybody watch Battlefield because it's a great episode. But uh, I think you'll also fall in love with the new brigadier, uh, or because uh, he's he's. Uh, Brigadier Lethbridge-Stewart, and she's uh, Brigadier Bambera. Oh, okay. Bambera is a cool name anyway. So, yeah, obviously when after after Jackie reports the Doctor, they go to Downing Street, and that's where Rose meets Harriet. 
I love their their like duo. I think it's so fun. Especially because I I love Harriet's reaction to like what she's what she's seen. Yeah. Which again just reminds you that everybody like this is a very very grounded take on it. You know, you've seen something inherently stupid, which is aliens farting and then taking zippers and getting yeah. out of their skin suits. But she's terrified and yeah. crying and like it's a very human reaction that's what we liked about rose at the beginning of end of the exactly. world and it's it's something that i really love about harriet in that scene is when you know when she just says to rose you know it's like oh your friend you know he's like an expert on yeah. aliens right so he, he would be able to know what aliens are and you know, rose is like yeah why are you asking who are you yeah. and then she just cries she just yeah. starts crying i was like oh like harriet i love that it's because- so sweet that's why I think she's such a well-rounded character because she's not just like I'm well, uh, sorry I mean if Stephen Moffat wrote Harriet Jones this would go in a very different direction she'd be wearing a low-cut blouse and she'd be like she'd be yeah, a lot younger she'd be so confident yeah she'd be kicking herself into the room and, yeah yeah but and yeah, I just, like, yeah. yeah giving her that vulnerability but also that confidence because like, I like the bit when she escorts her away and she's like she's like keep walking keep walking That's go it. forward don't look back don't look back and yeah. then as they turn the corner she's you know she really holds that ID card yeah. really close to her chest and just goes Harriet Jones MP fly down north like it's it's great no, that's that's her that's almost kind of like i'm getting deep now i feel like that's almost kind of like her wall right that that yeah, id card yeah. her image you, yeah you're not meeting harriet jones the woman you're meeting harriet jones mp for flydale north yes it, yeah and that's her. when she kind of peeks yeah. through um when she has that moment with rose and i just think their yeah. their little duo is really sweet and like obviously that carries yeah. on doesn't it throughout the series so and especially when they go into then when they go into the cabinet as well and they're um looking uh when they go into the cabinet office and harriet jones is showing rose the skin suit yeah and then rose straight away is like you know oh well they've got to be controlling this from somewhere and then she's like she's like looking for the technology she jumps into action so yeah. she's doing the doctor yeah she's she's doing what would the doctor do which i love yeah i love because it because she's capable she can do that when jackie reports originally like you were saying a second ago about when jackie reports the doctor i think her reaction to that whole situation is beyond accurate though like i know we don't like the fact that she reported the doctor but like she wasn't to the tardis and it's kind of like rose like yeah yeah yeah. this isn't exciting i'm terrified this isn't actually fun this isn't an adventure like i'm terrified and then like the doctor being like don't domesticate me i don't do domestics yeah i don't do domestic no no i i like agree i like her her reporting him to the police is always just like ugh. but from a character perspective it makes sense and she totally would and i get it it's fine yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, because I like I like the sort of I, I I like the she then has obviously the Slitheme police officer over. Yeah. Um, played by Stephen Spears, who is an actor who I really like. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's great in a he's lot great. of things. Yeah. And yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, I just like that she's sort of there and is entertaining them and. Yeah. I like I like it anytime someone sat in like the armchair around Jackie's. It feels I love very it. Homely, very welcoming. I feel like I'm home. You know. So obviously when you know Rose and Harriet splinter off and then the doctor goes into that room I have a fun fact mm. for you so you know there's all these like um important people uh in the yeah. room whoever they may be and then obviously they have the name tags and then they start getting electrocuted whatever that's great noise again guys if you want to hire me for sound effects <laughs> email in um there's a guy in there he mm. has spiky up hair he's got brown hair 
He was my tour guide on the Doctor Who bus tour I went on. Oh, nice. And every time I watch the episode now, I can't unsee it because basically this guy who ran the Doctor Who bus tour, I'm not sure if he still does it. I did look it up. I think they may have closed just before COVID, which is really a shame because he's so lovely. I forget his name. Um, In fact, if it's still up and running, I'm going to link it in the show notes because I actually really recommend it. It was really good. Um, I did it back in like 2016, I think. He we, we were on the bus tour, and he was like, "So guys, you're wondering why do I like Doctor Who? Whatever. Well, he gives his reasons. He, you know, fanboy, and then he goes, "I was actually um in an episode of Doctor Who, you know, uh, and he had the screenshot laminated, <laughs> of held up at the front of the bus. This is what this is the bit I was in, and he's yeah he he's like yeah I get killed and uh, it's very fun and I was in the room with Chris and he was all nice I mean, and it would it. Honestly, if you're going to be in scene Doctor Who, because Chris does an unbroken monologue there. Yeah. And it would be really good to see him doing a sort of proper Doctor monologue. Absolutely. That, that's like, he witnessed greatness in that moment. Um, yeah, because that monologue is really good. It's so good. And yeah. I, I, I mean, I love that last little bit as well. It was like, in fact, I'm not even going to say it because it's probably my favourite line in the episode. Well, in that case, I will leave you with my, my summary on what happens in that scene without giving quotes and specific words because otherwise it could be one of our favourites. Yes. Uh, it's a trap. <laughs> Literally. It's a trap. It's, it's a, tra- a trap. Yeah. Uh, it, I, it's a great little cliffhanger, though. <laughs> Obviously, you know nothing's going to happen to the Doctor, but it's a great little cliffhanger, I think. Yeah. But um, So speaking of favourite line, we're going to go to our... The segment at the end of an episode that we always do every time if you're a regular listener is what was your favourite moment of the episode, pal? Oh, my favourite moment uh, might be... I, I'm going to say it's, it's the, the opening, the first reveal, Jackie dropping the coffee mug and learning that it's been 12 months rather than 12 hours fair that's uh, that is good works always impactful i love the shop of the i love the shot of the dropped coffee mug it's amazing and it's such a good sting to get you into the opening credits love do you want to know something do you know why i think mm-hmm. it's so good because that's why? also my standout moment oh snap again i mean for the amount of like stuff we disagree on i feel like we we always kind of come together at the end don't we and relate it, when yeah. we answer these, we have bits. good taste overall. We we have good taste. Um, <laughs> so, what what is a moment for you that doesn't mm-hmm. work in this episode? Um, actually, probably all of the all of the Mickey stuff. Yeah. Sort of post the first reveal that uh, that they think that he's murdered her which i still i still find quite funny like all of the all the jealous stuff i just can't ever really buy it and he really gets under my skin yeah um so probably mickey can i just say mickey mickey doesn't work for me in mickey doesn't work for you that's fair i'd yeah. say i struggled for this and that's not because i think this episode's perfect because it's not i do really like it but I genuinely struggle because I do think that most of what happens in this episode is kind of necessary and it makes sense, to be honest. Well, it's, it's all set up for part two, so... Yeah, exactly. But it's a really good setup for part two. I think it's a yeah. perfect setup. Um, I will say I don't think... If I had to pick something, and this is me, like, really nitpicking, um, mm. I'd say 
you know the, the what I said at the start with like Jackie being so willing for the doctor and Rose to kind of carry on doing their thing like I, I found that quite unrealistic I feel like if your kid has been gone for 12 months why would you let her carry on talking to this guy and you know it would be it would be a lot more caged in than that but yeah that's that's me being nitpicky no I, I do agree though I do agree um one of my uh, other favourite stand-up moments that I've got to slip in because otherwise I'll forget and I've got mm-hmm. to mention it in my yeah. notes. I love that when the sort of the, the estate's having a street party that they're playing David Bowie's Starman. Yeah, they are. Oh, amazing. Just iconic, to add on lovely. to that, actually, and I was going to mention it earlier and I totally, totally forgot. There's a line, and again, I've always said this about Series 1. To me, it's like a time capsule of 2005, that whole series. Um, during the party on the estate... And when um, Rose chases after the doctor and is like, where, the, where are you going? And he's like, oh, I can't stand around while you're talking about, like, topping up dodgy SIM cards. Do you remember <laughs> SIM card like, do- like, topping up SIM cards or what are they called? Um, um, to- uh, a dodgy top-up cards, whatever. You know what I mean? Not SIM cards, sorry, top-up cards. Like, mm. I remember every weekend, me and my mum, back in the day, used to go uh, to our local town, and because uh, uh, my family live abroad, so she had to buy, like, a top-up card to, like, speak to them abroad. What times we lived in. Amazing. Amazing. Sorry. Anyway, carry on. That was just my aside. Daryl, what, what is your favourite line from this episode? Well, my... I mean, there's only one answer to this, I think, and that is... Is there? Yes. Excuse me, would you mind not farting while I'm trying to save the world? Yeah, it's, it's really funny that you say that, because um, I I have the same one. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Snap. Because how can you not? Snap. It's a great line. It's a great line, and it's iconic, and... I mean, the way you deliver it. For the sake of being extra, like, is there another line that's actually... If... Oh. If you okay, if you're if you're if you're going to say that your favourite line is "Excuse me, do you mind not farting while I'm trying to save the world?" Then I will pick a substitute line. Go on. What's the second? What's the penultimate choice? The the penultimate choice has to be Harriet Jones MP fly down north. Yeah, boom, there it is. Just the whole the whole. There spiel. It is. Harriet, Harriet Jones MP fly down north. Tiny little place you wouldn't have heard of it. Great. I love her so much. I love it. Yeah. Um, um and then. Last question while we close out mm. this episode. What was the most doctory moment? Because there's quite a lot in this episode, actually. I was struggling to pick one. For me, it's a moment that we didn't get to talk about mm-hmm. and it really made it really made me laugh. So when he first lands in the hospital yeah. and is sneaking around and trying to find things and he lets himself into the sort of like unit guard room where they're all sitting with their machine guns yeah and he just kind of goes oh sorry and then they all point their guns at him that's pretty cool that's pretty cool absolutely love it mine would be the fact that there's an alien spaceship that just crashed into literal big ben and the doctor isn't worried or scared he's just like ha yes this is what i travel for time to investigate Let's go. And I, do you know, I also love the way... I love Billy Piper's delivery when she's like, oh, that's just not fair. Yeah, because she's going on, isn't she, about how much she's like, the only person who knows aliens exist. Um, and the Doctor's like, oh, 
I don't know about that. And then the spaceship comes overhead. But I love that he didn't even have a chance to say that because the spaceship flew overhead. Like, <laughs> in, like, a Chris Chibnall episode, it would be like, well, actually, I've had a few companions before, da 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 something like that. Yeah. Okay, so, guys, I think that's the end of this podcast episode. Tune in next week when we talk about World War Three in real life or the episode. Who knows? Let's find out. <laughs> oh, it's shockingly relevant, isn't it? God. Yes, shockingly relevant. But um, so if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you know you leave a review. Leave a review. That would be fun. Give us five stars. Give us five stars, you prick. Come on, don't be, don't be, don't be that person. No. Obviously, give a review if you want to. Please make sure you're following on all of, you know, the all of the apps you can listen to stuff on. Spotify, Apple. YouTube will be coming soon, guys. I'm still organising that, but YouTube will be coming soon as well. If you have any thoughts about the episode or the show, comments, questions, queries, you can email us at coverlongpondpod at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, we are on Instagram at comealongpondpodcast and we are on Twitter at comealongponddw. Because someone took Come Along Pond Podcast, <laughs> which I will always mention. Yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Um, but to you, and not you, the you as in the you at home who's listening to this right now, I give you air from my lungs. <sighs> See you later. See you, bye.